0: We're off to Ambridge, where the test results are in, in just over half an hour from now. But first, it's time to welcome back five kindly gentlemen, a pianist and a delightful scorer. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton.
1: Hello, and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week at the London Palladium, the jewel in the crown of London's theatre land. From the 1860s until the turn of the century, the Palladium building was a successful amusements arcade, but fortunes declined. These were... (laughs) These were reversed in 1906 with the opening of the innovative Oxford Circus tube station when crowds flocked to gaze in awe at the sight of a moving escalator. (laughs) Next year, London Underground hoped to celebrate the event by repeating the spectacle. (laughs) The Palladium building was frequently refurbished and proudly boasted it was the first theatre in Britain to be entirely carpeted a luxury made affordable in 1910 as it coincided with the start of Allied Carpets' closing down sale. <laughs> as its fortunes progressed, the theatre attracted big names from America, such as Harry Houdini. It's recorded, however, that his audience became restless as Houdini's opening night was delayed by nearly an hour when he got locked in the lavatory. <laughs> After his death, Houdini's son inherited his father's secrets and went on to invent the CD case. (laughs) With the decline of Music Hall in the 1920s, the Palladium was refurbished again and turned to staging great spectaculars, including one show of Apache Indians. The first night was plunged into darkness, sadly, when it was found the theatre had been rewired by a bunch of cowboys. (laughs) This this impressive auditorium was fashioned by Frank Matcham with ornate decoration and furnishings. According to the Palladium's official history, the fine Rococo opulence was designed with the intention of helping ordinary people escape their miserable, meagre existences. (laughs) Let's meet four of them. They are on my left Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And please welcome a lady who regularly gives her right arm to help the teams. It's the delightful Samantha. Okay, we start with a round which looks at two regrettable modern traits, dumbing down and sexing up. (laughs) Today we're looking at classic books, plays, films and radio or TV programmes, which I'd like the teams to make more attractive to that most elusive of marketing groups, the 18 to 35-year-old male. Barry, would you care to start, please?
2: Thongs of praise.
0: (laughs) Tim. The, The Whores of the Year show. <laughs> Graham. Mary Popout. <laughs> Jeremy. Tale of Two Titties. <laughs> uh, three Men and a Goat. <laughs> Muffin the Mule is back. <laughs> David
3: Copperfield.
2: And peace.
0: (laughs) Snatch of the day. (laughs)
2: An audience with Wayne Rooney.
0: (laughs) Dr. No, yes. No, yes, yes, yes! The old Anne Summers Curiosity Shop (laughs) (laughs) Titty Titty
1: Gang Bang (laughs) Okay the teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. This is a a well-established concept requiring explanation only to anyone who's slept through every show for the last 30-odd years. (laughs) So I'll be interested to read this. (laughs) (laughs) The construction and flow of a song is very much akin to a clock. The numbers around the face represent the words while the hands sweep round like the tune carrying the melody along. This analogy obviously only works with a traditional timepiece, as digital clocks don't have hands. <laughs> so in your mind's eye, teams, you should have a picture of a clock, perhaps perched by your bedside. And as you visualise this scene, I know exactly what you're thinking. What about the annoying little tick in the background? <laughs> <laughs> At the piano, we have Colin Sell. Okay, we'll start with you, Tim. Will you please sing the words of Remember You're a Womble to the tune of... to the tune of (laughs) Titwillow? When the sun doesn't shine
0: and it's cloudy and grey And it's only the beginning of the wombling day (laughs) And you've got to do the washing up for mad... (laughs) Remember, 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 remember Remember, 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 remember Remember, remember, remember You're a Wombo, remember, you're a (laughs)
1: Wombo You now, Jeremy, would you please sing? The words of teenage kicks to the tune of Jerusalem.
3: A <laughs> teenage dreams so hard to beat every time she walks down the street. Another girl in the neighbourhood If she was mine, she looks so good I want to hold you, want to hold you tight Get teenage kicks right through the night And her on the telephone
1: Okay, your turn, Barry. Would you please sing the words of Elvis Presley's "In the Ghetto" to the tune of the Lambeth Walk?
2: <laughs> As the snow flies on a cold and grey Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. Hey! And his mama cries, cause if there's one thing that she don't need It's another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto Oi! People, don't you understand? The child needs a helping hand Or is about to be an angry young man Someday, take a look at you and me Are we too blind to see? The and look the other
0: way.
1: And finally, Graham, would you please sing the words of "My Way" to the tune of the Liberty Bell March?
0: <laughs> and, and now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear, I'll state my case of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full, I've travelled each and every highway And more, much more than this, i did my way rigorous, I've had a few, but then I get few to mention I did what I had to do and so it's through without exception I'd bend it, shut across each devil step along the byway And more, much more than this, I did it my
1: Wait. Hey. This next round is all about nursery rhymes. Actually, the derivation of many traditional nursery rhymes makes for a fascinating study. It's well documented that ring-a-ring-a-roses, a pocketful of posies, is in fact about the Black Death of 1348 a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down, was an early form of public information describing the final stages of bubonic plague. (laughs) Other rhymes include the less well-known warning of rabies arriving from France, woof, woof, from the south, we go frothy at the mouth. (laughs) And the graphic description of leprosy, Sneeze, sneeze, cough, cough. I see your nose has fallen. <laughs> okay, teams, I'd like you please to suggest updated versions of well known nursery rhymes. Would you please start, Jeremy?
3: Goosey, goosey gander, whither shall I wander? Upstairs and downstairs, in the conference chamber. There I met an old man who heckled Jack Straw, so I took him by both arms and threw him out the door. <laughs>
0: Uh, The north wind doth blow and we shall have snow and what will the robin do then, poor thing? He'll sit in the barn and keep himself warm and hide from Bill poor thing. (laughs) Tim? One potato, two potato, three potato, four, five potato, six potato, seven potato, more, eight potato, nine potato, yes, they're all here, the contenders for the Tory leadership. (laughs)
2: Diddle- diddle dumpling. My son John went to bed with his trousers on. one shoe off and one shoe on, pissed as a fart.
3: <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and phoned Clumsy Direct. The accident helpline <laughs> a booian accident prone. Short one. Wee <laughs> Willy Winky doesn't matter.
2: v <laughs> five fo'fum is Chris Eubank's phone number. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. So she ate in McDonald's and he in the school canteen.
1: We go back in time now to the heyday of family entertainment with our tribute to Sunday night at the London Palladium. It was a time when there were only two TV channels booking artists, comedians and entertainers, unlike today when satellite broadcasting daily brings our teams upwards of a thousand opportunities for unemployment. In true Sunday night at the Palladium style, the teams are going to play Beat the Clock. The original was hosted for many years by Bruce Forsyth, who delighted audiences with his many catchphrases, the most famous being, What do you mean, a wig? (laughs) In the original version of Beat the Clock, people had to complete a party game, but against the clock. In our version, people have to complete a party game, but then different people have 30 seconds to guess what game they're playing. (laughs) And, Tim and Jeremy, you're to start. The title of your game will now be advertised to the audience via the laser display screen. <laughs> For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Elgin Marbles. Elgin Marbles.
0: Well, shall I start, Jeremy? Uh, yeah. OK, that's right. So I'll move the first one, which is... Uh... I think that's the end of Museum Street. <clears throat> okay. Okay, Jeremy. Okay. Yep. All
3: right. That's the luck. Oh, here we go. Right. Right. <laughs> I think the pieces are lighter in the travel version, but that's <laughs> four, four spaces, that brings me to Victoria Station. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Oh Gordon planet. Um You're enjoying this, aren't you? Then
0: I throw again.
3: <laughs> oh, Rome. <laughs> right, here we go. Oh, Oh, double six. Right, yeah. here we go. <laughs> oh, you're oh, so I've overshot and gone to Turkey. <laughs> might not be allowed back in, so we'll have a look at this one more time. This is it, this is it. You should bend your knees when you lift.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's Athens Airport.
4: <coughs>
0: Over to you, Jeremy.
3: Oh, yes, uh, yeah. the Acropolis, here I come. That's me.
1: Brilliant. I win. He does. Right, can you guess the title of their game, Barry and Graham? Start the clock.
2: It's travel, obviously. It's an mm. ease of travel. Something Easy travel. Big you were th- shoving
0: around. Shape
2: or form. Or...
0: Yep, Graham's on the right line. Was it Monolithopoly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so close, but oh, so wrong. No, no. Elgin Marbles, no. <laughs>
1: Okay, here's a further game going up on the laser display board for you to play Barry and Graham. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Wait, 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 too, too enthusiastic. <laughs> and here's the mystery voice for listeners at home Snakes and Ladettes. Snakes and Ladettes.
2: Right. <clears throat> Off we go. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I've got a snake.
0: Oh, down you go. And the snake. All right. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <coughs> <Uh-oh! laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I have landed on Denise Van Outen. That, uh, I. Uh, I go up three rows.
2: <laughs> Here we go. Oh, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Whoa! Whooey! Cup dealie. Up I go, up if you, you see go. what I mean. Yes.
0: <laughs> Uh, 1, 2, 3, Down a snake It's a snake How do you know it's a snake? It's Simon Cowell you go, there you go Here we go
2: oh.
4: <laughs> <gasps> oh
0: Oh, Sarah Cox Yes Oh, all the way up now Oh and you've won. I have. That was extremely good.
1: So, Tim and Jeremy, what game were they playing? Your time starts now. Snakes and ladders, and then it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: you remember Through who... the crumpet of the day.
3: Who we landed on? Denise Van Outen. Yeah. Yes. Simon Cowell. Ignore him. No, forget Simon
2: Cowell.
0: You can't forget only. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs>
3: Um, so, Grumpy. Um, uh, AJP Taylor was one of them, wasn't he? Yes, it?
2: he was. <laughs> um, yeah, they just move on one syllable.
3: Yes. Steaks. S- uh, nakes and slugs. <laughs> uh, hey,
0: Steaks well. and bladders.
3: Bladders. No. Uh, adders. Um, I
0: adder, and I adder, and I adder. <laughs> And then I woke up. No, I give up. Jeremy's got it, I think. What?
3: <laughs> oh, fine. tease the new bug, why don't you? <laughs> um... <laughs> we don't know. No. In uh, fact, uh, we uh, haven't a clue.
0: You tell him, Baz. You tell him. Snakes and ladders. Mm. <laughs> See? Okay. We got a round of
1: applause for knowing that. <laughs> Right. The title of a final game is being displayed for you, Tim and Jeremy, and here once more is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Ping-pong. Ping-pong. Are you ready,
0: Jeremy?
3: Yeah, OK. Me. You we serve.
0: Go. That's it. Yes, yeah. That's it, that's it. Well, horn, horn we, bell. We can have another game if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I won that for Christmas.
2: <laughs> horn bell, bell horn,
3: horn. Uh, no. How, would, how, you do, how would you describe
1: the sound?
0: Uh, chime, wind chimes. No. Bell. No. Bell. It's a pinger. Ping. 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 <laughs>
1: Right, the paint should be dry by now. (laughs) How do you follow that? In fact, did anyone follow that? The teams are now going to play the game called Word for Word. This is uh, the game in which players on each side take turns to exchange a series of words which would have no possible connection. So, for example, if two words such as lift and shaft were heard, that would be disallowed as they together make a stage direction on a low-budget Dutch video release. Okay, Tim and Jeremy, you can start exchanging your random words now. Barry and Graham, you should challenge to take over if you spot a connection. Sausage. Random.
0: Pancake. Firecracker. Pixie. Morsel. Marzipan. Pandemic. Tintack.
1: <coughs> Graham.
0: Marzipan and Pandemic have both got um, pan connections. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right, actually. Yes. Yeah. What happens now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You. <laughs> Over to your team, Graham,
0: and <laughs> Barry. All right. Marzipan. <laughs> Endemic. Endeavour. Oh, what? Tim. What? Two ends don't meet in the middle. <laughs> two ends, endemic and endeavour. Well, he's oh. had the t- he had the pans. I, see
1: <laughs> I don't know why I'm taking this too
4: seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> two ends don't make a ring. That's true. Okay, carry on, Barry.
2: Uh, Boracic.
3: Mouse. <laughs> Most yes, originated during the Boracic period.
0: Caught mm. yeah, us out there then. Oh,
2: <laughs> walked
0: into that one. Mm. Should we carry on then, Hump? Yes, gone. <laughs> Scon. Solipsistic. Show off. Whisk. <laughs>
1: Okay, this next round. (laughs) Well, I know this is very nearly the end of the show, but it's just time to squeeze in a round of funeral director's songbook. (laughs) Samantha has just returned from scattering the remains of an elderly naval gentleman friend. She says she took his ashes aboard HMS Belfast, and as his former crew stood proudly to attention, Samantha solemnly tossed them over the side. (laughs) So, while she's recovering from that, I'll ask the teams to suggest titles of songs likely to appeal to an audience of funeral directors. Graham, will you start, please?
0: (laughs) Hey, you, get off of my shroud. Barry. Top of the Japanese charts, I bereave. (laughs) (laughs) Tim? A tisket, a tasket, I've got him in my casket. (laughs) 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 Laid out in red. (laughs) Yes, we have no embalmers. (laughs) I
3: want to hold your handle.
2: You're the cremate in my coffin.
3: (laughs) He ain't heavy, he's your brother.
0: Where have all the flowers come from?
2: <laughs> Rather moving him to a father, super rally, eulogistic, ex wreath of roses. <laughs> Hold it, flashbang, wallop, what
0: a cremation.
2: <laughs> Return to sender.
1: Baby, won't you light my pyre?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: dig, 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 dig. <laughs>
3: I second that cremation by Smokey Robinson.
0: <laughs> when I'm cleaning widows. <laughs> my old man's dust. <laughs> I'm a Bluetooth brush, you're a corpse.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as the hoodie of time is roughly ejected from the lakeside of eternity, <laughs> and the Benedictine monk complains he only wanted to buy a new pair of sandals. I notice it's the end of the show, so from myself, Samantha, the teams, and the fine folk here at the London Palladium, it's goodbye. <laughs> Barry Fyre, Graham Garvin, Jeremy Hardy, and
0: Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith.